Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Before I give you the topic for my message today or the title of my message today, can I just do a quick little survey? Uh, how many of you, since it's Mother's Day, you know, it's amazing, how many of you have uh, a good relationships with your family? You know, you got good relationships, it's okay, you know, yeah? Only, only raise up if you're confident to say, yeah, I got good ones. Great, 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 great. It's okay, it's okay. Don't worry, don't worry. We're not here to condemn anyone, right? Um, let's go bring it a little bit deeper, right? How many of us here have had either your mom or your dad or both, wow, what a blessing, um, say to you, son, daughter, I'm proud of you. Uh, wow, that's very quick. That's like very functional, very functional there. You know, any, anyone just, wow, you see the hand? Wow, that's, that's like, you know, that's faster than giving their lives to Jesus. I've never, you know. Wow. Just in case people are watching online, it's like very participative front row there. Um, how many of you here, you know, don't be shy, don't be shy, you know. Uh, let, let me just be real. Uh, I haven't, and I'm turning 40 and still waiting. And so, so if you feel like you, you don't, and it feels like, oh, this is a bit sensitive, hey, we're not here to shame. I'm just curious. Anyone here? Anyone here? Uh, anyone that you've had your parents say that they're proud of you? That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, wonderful. 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 The rest of us turn to these people and say, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. <laughs> you know? They're, they're triggering me. They're angering me. They're, nah. um, you know, I'm glad. Sincerely glad for people who have you know, such great... Um, family dynamics. Um, but the truth is, not all of us come from um, such communicative families. Maybe some of us, our families do love us, but they, they don't say in that way, especially if we come from a more Asian uh, a heritage. Uh, or maybe some of us, we come from a more broken family and we, we truly never had that experience. Uh, I, 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 I'm Never have that. Um, and uh, I pray maybe by God's grace, they will say that. Uh, but how many know that sometimes our relationships and our experiences with family can also shape the way we look at God? And so recently, I had this conversation with Pastor Cat. I had this epiphany, right? Uh, because before I asked you that question, I, I asked myself this question. I was thinking about it. And I go like, I suddenly thought I had this thought. And have you ever been there before where you suddenly had this thought that you thought was so brilliant that you felt like you needed to share the whole world through Instagram or Twitter or something like that? Uh, so thank God for a good wife because, you know, I, I checked with her first. And then I go like, hey, do you know, this was, this was my deep thought, okay? Do you know that if one day we have a child, um, I will do my best to raise the child right so that I can freely and generously and sincerely say to my child, child, I'm proud of you. And I begin to say, because I never had that growing up. You know? And then, and this was the, the thought, and I told her, and not only that, it's such an important thing for parents to say to their children because I don't think it's something that God would say to us. And, and, I, and I said that to myself. Because I thought that, you know what? I'm, I'm such a sinner. I'm so, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not good enough. The, the fact that God loves me is good enough. And, and, and you know, and only Jesus, only the, the, the only person in the Bible that, that God has ever said, this is my son whom I am well pleased, in other words, proud of, is Jesus. And so I suddenly had this thought that to, to have God say, I'm proud of you, is something, is an honor, like Savior, Redeemer, <laughs> like King of Kings, that was reserved only for Jesus and not for us. How many know that sometimes you can have a thought that sounds spiritual, but it does not paint an accurate picture of God? And, and I thought I was being mature. I thought I was being smart. I thought, oh, if I Instagram this, you know, people would think I'm some sort of parenting guru. 
you know, the first parenting guru without a kid. Uh, and and to, to go like, oh, you know, so tell your child because, you know, you never... And then the Holy Spirit began to say that, do you really think that way about me? Do you really think that I'm not better than earthly dads? You know, earthly dads can say, as we've seen this morning, son, daughter, or moms even, son, daughter, I'm proud of you. And, and God is saying, so do you really think that your heavenly father loves less compared to your earthly parents? And I begin to go like, but wait, God, how, how can you be proud of me? And so if you're taking down notes, the title of the message today is called, Can God Be Proud of Me? Can God be proud of me? So I started thinking, God, are you? I, don't, I definitely don't feel worthy. I just, I'm just glad that I'm even saved and, and even I'm saved and forgiven. Even then, I'm so inconsistent. And there are days where I feel like maybe you love me and maybe even like me. Have you been there before? You know? And because we, we set such a low standard, at least I do, and I go like, oh, of course I can confidently say that God loves me because He loves the world. And the world's very broken and really messed up. <laughs> and the world lowers the standard. So I thought. And, and so if God can love the world, of course He can love me. Uh, but I don't think He can be proud of me. I don't think He can even like me. Or maybe I need to work really hard for Him to maybe one day even be fond of me. And, and I, I begin to have this reflection. It's weird. And I'm a pastor. I'm telling people that Jesus loves them. But then, uh, uh, in my deepest of hearts, the Holy Spirit was revealing how many have been there before where you're having a time with God and He really reveals the, the deep issues of your heart? And, and then the Holy Spirit begins to say that, Dave, do you really think that I just tolerate you? Have you been there before where you really think that God, you're just tolerating me? You know, you're just, you know, you're, I'm just getting through life by the skin of my teeth because I'm not a good Christian and yet you still bless me while you really, really tolerate me. You know, instead of you really, really love me, we should write a song. God, you tolerate me. Great is your toleration. Great is your tolerance. No, no, no. And the Holy Spirit begins to say that, no, I don't tolerate you. I love you. And tell my people this. In fact, tell yourself this, that I love you. And my love is not a cheap love. Friends, don't let your experiences with the world and with your family and, and with the way you love yourself begin to cheapen the love of God. God loves you with a precious love. God's love is not cheap. God's love is not a low standard love. God's love is rich. God's love is named Jesus. And, and, and He gave us Jesus so that we can be loved and so that we can love others. And then not only that, God begins to say, do you know that, that pride and taking great pleasure, because that's what being proud of means, right? Son, daughter, I'm, I take so great pleasure in you. Oh, you bring me so much joy. I'm so pleased with you, right? And, and, and we're saying all this, and, and God is saying, do you know that I desire to say that over you? Do you know that, that it's easier, and this is a revelation that maybe some of us near need to write down, it's easier to please God than to please men. And, and the truth is, maybe because of your own parents' issues and brokenness, let's not judge, we all got issues, maybe in your lifetime, they will never be able to express emotionally the type of loving affection that would speak to you. But God can. But God can. And, and, and that's a greater reward if you thought hearing your parents, because I know some of you looked at our friends who raise up their hands, you go like, oh, how does that feel like? Oh, I long to know that. Friends, I can tell you, maybe you won't get to experience that exact sensation, but you can experience something better called the love of God. Called hearing your heavenly father whisper in your ear, child, I'm proud of you. And I'm not here just trying to, you know, make us feel happy. I'm here because this is, this is a, 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 a deep revelation that God has given me to say, to tell my people this, that I love them and I want that love to grow. See, a lot of us, we, we, we go like, okay, God, you love me and we think that that's it. We think that, that, that that's enough. 
And God said, no, 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 I'm the Alpha and the Omega. My Alpha is Jesus on the cross dying for your sins. You haven't even begun to experience the depth, the deepness, the wideness, the, the generosity of God's love. And God is saying that I want you to know me more. I want you to, to, to experience, I want you to, to, to hear that I am well pleased with you. And so if you're wondering, is it possible for us to, to, to please God? Yes. Is it possible for us to one day in this lifetime hear God says, child, I'm proud of you. I definitely believe so. Turn to your neighbor and says that you have the potential to make God proud of you. Amen. And now the Bible doesn't use the word like do this and God will be proud of you. Because even the expression, son, daughter, I'm proud of you, is, is a relatively modern English expression. But the Word of God does use very powerful words like, if you do this, it will please God. It will bring Him great pleasure. It will put a smile on His face. And that's what, you know, pride means to us. And God began to ex help me understand that pride is an uh, extension of love. You don't go from, oh, son, I'm proud of you. Before this, I hated you. No, no, no. You go like, son, I'm proud of you. Before this, I love you. Now, I'm even more proud of you. Right? Right? Some of you are, are proud of your achievements. Did uh, it, it, it start with you hating your job? No, it started with you loving your job. And then you did such a good job with your job that, you're, that now you're proud of your achievements. Right? So you can see, pride and pleasure is, is building upon love. And so God is saying that I want to love you and I want you to experience His love and it's a love that grows. It's a love that's alive. And how we know that you are in the real healthy relationship when you grow more and more in love, right? You know, I don't look at Pastor Cat and go like, I love you the same way the day I married you. Now on the surface, it can sound very romantic. And a lot of us, we, we process God at that. Oh God, you love me on the cross. Yeah. But then you know what is even more healthy and even more robust and, and will make our relationship even richer? You can say that, I love you the day I married you. I love you even before I married you. And I will continue to love you and love you even more as the years go on. Right? And then when you hear someone say that, or what, what, what are you guys laughing at? You know, is it odd to see your pastor show public affection in this way? <laughs> It's that weird seeing your, your like, parents, even though we're not. But, you know, that's healthier, right? That's, that's, more, that, that's more genuine. That's a richer kind of love. And so, friends, don't just settle for, Jesus loves me, He died on the cross. Yes, He did. That's just the beginning. Oh, He wants to grow. He wants you to learn how to please Him and for you to experience His, His pleasure over you. Amen? And so I got some points here that will help us to grow our relationship with God so that one day, we, and, and, and when I say one day, I don't just mean once. And I hope that as we apply God's Word, we will, we will have more and more opportunities to hear the soft, still voice of the Holy Spirit you know, express His pleasure and His pride over us. Amen? How many know that everything that Jesus did was to role model, you know, the type of relationship that we too can have with God. Amen? And so, point number one, I got four points for you today. Uh, so help me to preach here. Point number one, God is proud of us when we trust Him. When we trust Him. Amen? In Hebrews chapter 11, let's turn to Hebrews 11, verse 6. Hebrews 11, 6, some of us are very familiar with this. Uh, it says here that without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Impossible. You can't. For he who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And, and it's here. Sometimes you read this and we go like, oh, okay, the Bible is just using a fanciful word. No, no, no. The Bible is using a, a, a literal word. Please. And, and, and the, the author of Hebrews is saying that, hey, let's be believers who please God. Let's be believers who put a smile on God's face like, 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 and, and make God a proud father. 
And you know what's the first step? Faith. And not just believing, but believe that He is. His nature. He is what? He is merciful. He is strong. He is loving. He is gracious. He is your provider. And so every time you, when you're faced up against the odds of life, and, and, and you begin to wonder if God is really there for you, and in the midst of your trouble, you choose to speak to your troubles, you choose to speak to your, 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 your flesh and your soul, and you say that, you know what? Heart, be still and know that He is God. He is my provider. He's the one that calms the storms of the seas. He's the one that made a way when, when there was, seems to be no way. He's the one that split the Red Sea. He's the one that causes the desert to spring forth with living water. He is the one who loves me. He's the one who took my sin upon the cross. He's the one who rose again. He is. And every time you declare that, every time you cling on to that, every time you, you hold on to that like an anchor, oh, God is smiling. God is smiling. And not just that, believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Have you been there before where you go like, God, I, I, I want you, I need you. You know, I wrote here that instead of asking God to bless our plans, ask God what His plans is and join in. And, and every time, you know, have you been there before where you really wrestled with prayer? You have opportunities in front of you. You have decisions in front of you. And you're surrendering those decisions to the Lord. You know, it could be a decision to take a job or not. It could be a decision to date a guy or not. Or girl. Or, or, or whatever, you know. Like important, life-changing decisions. And instead of just zooming in and grabbing for yourself the best opportunity, you sought the Lord. And you go like, God, more than these things, I want you. God, I seek you. And then know that in seeking you, whatever the outcome is, that is a greater reward than whatever I can dream of or imagine of. You know, recently, Pastor Cat, I hope she don't mind sharing this. You know, is it okay if I... Okay, cool. <laughs> um, Pastor Cat was recently offered uh, a job. Hit-hunted. Uh, hit uh, invited for an interview. Okay, yeah. She doesn't like it when I say offered a job because it sounds like it was done deal. But um, she was recently hit-hunted. She got a call from a headhunter that says that, would you be interested to come for this interview? I've got to use all the right words when talking to a lawyer. Would you be interested uh, to come to this interview? There is this American law firm that is interested in hiring someone with your level of qualifications. And our perks will be very good. And Pastor Cat was having one of those days where she was busy at work, uh, but she was a little bit free enough to ask, how good? <laughs> And uh, how many know that sometimes that's a dangerous question? That's a, that's a dangerous question, you know? And so she was like, oh, she's very busy. I'm quite happy with my job here. Uh, but you know what? Mm, oh, very good. Okay, how good? And the person started off by saying that, well, uh, we will offer you close to 200000 per annum. And then she immediately regretted, why did I have to ask this? Because before this, I didn't wrestle, you know? Sometimes less information is better. You know, some of you think that, oh, how come I'm not hearing back from the job? Because God knows what you can handle, what you can't handle. And so she was like, whoa, whoa. But she sought the Lord. You see, a lot of us, don't raise your hands. I know a lot of people in this room will go like, yes, please. Thank you, God. You're so merciful. You know, you'll be standing here going like, wow, you know, I wasn't looking, you know. Uh, but then the Lord caused the job to come look for me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. And that's, that's one, one level of maturity. But God wants us to grow from faith to faith. And so Pastor Kay had to go like, oof, I'll be lying if that wasn't tempting. But let me seek the Lord. And when she sought God, God began to say that, no, where you are at, even though it won't be 200,000 per annum, <laughs> it's where I want you to be. And Pastor Kay will tell you, she will be lying if she told you she was happily receiving that <laughs> <laughs> that instruction, that confirmation from the Lord. No, there was probably some, God, it's for you, okay? <laughs> and there are days where we get real of God and go like, well, God, I'm doing this because I'm seeking you. It's painful, but I'm, I'm wanting to honor you more. 
than just having my way with whatever. And I want you to know, every time you do that, God is pleased. And so, maybe Pastor Cat didn't get 200,000 per annum. But what she didn't know, I believe, right up there in the presence of God was a big smile on the father's face, going like, wow, wow, my child loved me more. Because you know how God will see it? God will not see it as like, oh, wow, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, less money. No, it'll be like, wow, wow, my child has grown from loving me to now loving me more than these. And that makes God proud. So friends, you too can make God proud in that way when you trust Him. What are you going through, friends? Trust Him. Are you at a crossroad in life? Don't just run after the paycheck. Run after purpose. Don't just run after comfort. Run after Christ. Amen? The least you could do is diligently seek Him and let Him say what He will say. But a lot of us, we don't even want to diligently seek God because we're afraid of what He will say. Come on, let's be honest. There are times we go like, oh, I don't want to surrender to God because what if He says no? What if He says no? Maybe that no is better than a yes. And more than that, it's not even about you getting the thing. It's about your obedience that leads to uh, God's pleasure. Amen? Trust Him. Point number two, God is proud of us when we fear Him. Fear Him. Now, I know some of you go like, hey, I thought this was very encouraging. Trust I can get behind. Fear Him? Oh, man. No, 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 no. Let, let, let's, let's read, okay? Psalm 147, verse 11. 147, 11 says this, The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those who hope in His mercy. I think the fear of God gets a very bad reputation among Christians. A lot of us think that God is somehow some sadistic God that goes like, fear me. As if like he's Batman or the Scarecrow, like you know, with, with more fear, he becomes more powerful. No, no, no. Actually, the fear of God is not, it's not meaning that we should be terrified. It's not having a phobia of God. It means to, to honour God with so much respect and honour and reverence and awe that, that the honour we give Him looks like fear. Let, let me put it in an example that we understand. If you ever have an opportunity to, to meet the queen, I haven't. <laughs> um, but I heard that if you were invited to an event and there's a lineup and she'll walk past you, there will be some protocols. And the protocols can sound strict. The protocols don't sound fun. The fun thing would be like, hey, you know, when the queen comes, no, take a selfie with her. No, no, no. The protocol is uh, don't, speak to her unless she speaks to you first. And that doesn't sound very fun. Can you imagine coming to a church? Don't talk to the pastor until the pastor talks to you first. But of course, that will never happen because I'm not the queen, right? And, and so, but on the surface, that, that kind of respect can sound very fearful, right? If you get invited to have tea with the queen, you're not going to go in your slippers and shorts, right? For a lot of people here, you know, that's your uniform, Right? Winter, summer, spring, you know, shorts, slippers, right? Working from home, shorts, slippers. Go toilet, shorts, slippers. Go to bed, shorts. Anyway, so it, but if you go to the palace, there's a dress code. You're going to be dressed up in your national costume, your national attire, something traditional, or you'll be dressed up in something formal. Doesn't sound fun, maybe even feel restrictive, but you're not doing it out of fear, even though it can look not very fun. Like you're all dressed up, like, you no know, tuxedo, looking like a you know, whole row of penguins, you know. At least the girls get to have different dresses. All the guys just end up looking the same. And it doesn't sound fun, but it's not about fun or not fun. It's about showing respect. And so the fear of God is like that. God is saying that when, when, you, when you show me the utmost respect, when you prioritize me, when you treat me as holy, set apart, Nothing can touch this because this is God. Then God has said that when I see that kind of honor, oh man, I take great pleasure. And then to give us full context, let's read, okay? Because sometimes we, we go in there and go like, oh, God takes great pleasure you know, on those who fear Him as if like He's some sort of sadistic God. No, no, no. Let's, let's look at the nature of God. Amen? 
Uh, let's read now from Psalm 147, the same Psalm we just referenced to, but from verse 1 to 10 first. Then verse 11 will make sense. So 1 to 10 starts as this, Praise the Lord, for it is good to sing praises to our God. And all the worship team say, Amen. For it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. Amen. The Lord builds up Jerusalem. Our God is a God who builds up, not a God who tears down. When you honor and prioritize Him, He's a God. You're not honoring a God who, who you know, why should I, oh, oh, I'm fearing God because lest He tear me down. No, no, no. I fear Him because I respect Him, I honor Him, I give Him the best because He's the one that has built me up. That's why I respect Him. He's my great benefactor. He gathers together the outcasts of Israel. Have you ever felt like an outcast before? Have you ever felt like you don't quite belong? God gathers you in and gives you a home. That is the God we serve and that's why we give Him special reverence and awe. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. God heals both external and internal wounds. He counts the numbers of the stars and He calls them by name. Great is our Lord and mighty in power. His understanding is infinite. Why do we fear God? Why do we revere Him? Why do we say that God's way is the way? That kind of, that kind of honor because His knowledge, His wisdom is infinite. Wow. Let's turn the page. The Lord lifts up the humble, praise the Lord, and He casts the wicked down to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Sing praises on the harp to our God who covers the heavens with clouds, who prepares rain for the earth, who makes grass to grow on the mountains. Amen. He is Lord of all creation. He gives to the beasts its food and to the young ravens that cry. He does not delight in the strength of the horse, he takes no pleasure in the legs of a man. The Lord takes pleasure in those who fear Him, in those who hope in His mercy. Let's meditate on this page for a bit. He does not delight in the strength of the horse. There are strengths in our lives that we depend on more than God. And, and, and sometimes those strengths, those wisdoms, they, they, they are like horses in our lives. The horses call your finances. The horses call the advice of your family members. You know, as a pastor, I'm very familiar with this. People will come and, and tell me all sorts of things. They'll be like, hey, pastor, you know, um, it, this is my final year. Some students will say, this is my final year. You know, I have no problem coming to church on the first year, second year, but this is my final year. I'm graduating this year, so I cannot serve this year. Because I'm graduating. Why? Because it sounds like your strength is, is, is better used, allocated to your studies in preparation for your future. But why is God saying that? God is saying that, I'm, that that's not what pleases me. You know, sometimes we can even have well-meaning family members, you know, and maybe this applies to students more, uh, who will say things like, because I had this spoken over my life too. Say, hey, it's exam season, your, 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 in your undergraduate, focus on succeeding. Focus on getting that job first. Focus on passing. Focus on scoring. Because what's the point of you going to church now and serving the Lord if you fail your exam? The Lord is more glorified, they say, when you pass. The Lord is more glorified when you get that job. When you get that job, then testify. When you get that job, then serve. When you get that increase in your income, then tithe. What's the point of giving generously now when you don't even have enough for yourself? And so a lot of us, we, we have all these other horses and, and legs of men that, that we cling to and go like, well, that sounds like good advice. But God is saying that, no, 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 no. No. If, if you think that that kind of wisdom pleases me, no. I am most pleased when people fear me. Fear God, meaning that, you know what, how can I not give to God? I might not have much, but I cannot not give to God. How can I, how can I wait until I, I have a job before I, I praise God? How, how can I wait for my visa to be approved before I start serving. How can I wait? No, God. God is God. If I don't praise Him, the rocks will cry out. So how can I not serve Him? How can I procrastinate me serving the Lord? And God is saying that when you think like that, when, 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 when you fear Him like that, 
Oh man, that's when he is most pleased. You know, I know Jesus said in his word that don't run after these things like the pagans do. But sometimes, sometimes I think that people who don't know God, who don't know Jesus personally, I think sometimes they show more reverence and respect than even believers. Because sometimes we take God for granted. I have a friend who, um, today she's a Christian, but before she was a Christian, she was a very devoted Buddhist. And every time before exam, she would go to this huge temple in my hometown in Penang called Kekeloksi, and she would run up the pagoda. And she would grab a, a, a box of 2B pencils. Remember the days where we needed to use pencils to shade our... Yeah, this is a very dated testimony. And so... Before exam time, every, every semester, she will run up the pagoda. And then there'll be a monk meditating on top and then she will lay the box of pencils and some fruit offering to the monk and go like, can you please bless these pencils? And then she will run down and then come Monday during exam season, she'll be standing at the, 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 the gate of the exam hall. This is before online, before pandemic. And now some of you are going like, exam hall? What's that? You know? I have, a, I have a website I log on to and 24 hours to finish the paper. We used to have 3 hours and 15 minutes. Anyway, so... And she'll stand there and go like, Hey, do you need some pencils? These have been blessed. And, and maybe this can help you. You know, when you do multiple choice, when it's down to 25%, every bit of blessing helps shift the probability. 27% is better than 25%. You know what I'm saying? Now, we can laugh. Because we go like, ah, oh, you know. But the amount of respect and the love for others. Well, as Christians, oh, we need to repent. We're the opposite. When an exam comes, sorry, Pastor, I can't come to church. When an exam comes, I can't serve. And you go like, hey, where's the honor? Where's the fear? <laughs> when exam time comes, your friend asks for help, you go like, I got no time to help you, I need to help myself. And yet, others can go like, hey, would you like a pencil that has been blessed? And we need to repent. Because while God loves us, have we lost our fear and respect for Him? And I'm not saying that we need to therefore be more religious, but I'm saying that the danger with the goodness of God is that it's easily taken for granted. You never take for granted the good, you, you remember the bad, don't you? Right? That's why even looking at your family, experience, we tend to remember the bad. Oh, I remember that one time my dad, my dad grounded me. My mom took away my, my laptop, you no, know, whatever. But you don't remember the, the times where they worked hard to buy you that laptop. Where they worked hard to cook a meal and you know, buy you a bicycle, whatever. You know. And we, we take for granted the good and the same with our Heavenly Father. So, let's not take God for granted. Let's learn to fear Him again. Amen? You know, and God is saying this. Let's flash up verse 11. God is, you know, takes great pleasure uh, on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy. You know, sometimes as Christians, we go like, you know what? Uh, you know, I haven't been praying. I, I, I haven't, I haven't been, been, been reading God's Word. Uh, I, I think I better try to solve this problem by myself. Because if I go to God now, he, He's not going to be pleased. So you put your hope in your own strength. You put your hope in your own horse. You put your hope in your own leg. But God is saying, no, 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 no. You know what? I'm actually happier. I'm actually smiling more when you put your hope in my mercy. Meaning that, God, I know it's last minute. God, I know that I don't deserve you. But God, I got no one else. God, so in your, in your mercy, would you have mercy on me? And God is saying that when a humble and repentant heart draws near, He's more happy than when we are doing really well to the point where we even forget that we need God. Do you see this? The, the upside down nature of God. Amen? So let's fear Him. Let's honour Him. Let's respect Him. And not only that, it blesses our lives. I wrote here, when we fear God, we have nothing else to fear. When you fear God, when you put Him number one, you really have got nothing else to fear. 
Because you go like, God, I, I fear you more. Yeah, yeah, I got appraisal, I got a review coming up, but no, that's, that's nothing because, God, I, I love you. And, and when you live that kind of life, honoring God with the utmost, your, your, your job performance review will most highly likely turn out positive. Do you understand? And God is saying that, you see, what the, the, the spiritual devotion we give towards God overflows into every area of your life. Amen? So, fear Him. Point number three, God is most proud of us when we obey Him. Obey Him. You don't need to be a parent with children to know that when you are most obedient to your parents growing up, that's when you, you get the most stuff, right? And some of you even know how to game your parents. You go, oh, I got something I want. Hmm, how many months before my birthday? Okay, I will start being obedient now. Now, that's manipulative type of obedience. But God is also saying that, hey, I, I, I too love obedient children. And, and God showed us this when He pointed to Jesus. Matthew chapter 17, verse 5 says this, While He was still speaking, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them. And suddenly a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved Son, whom I am well pleased. Hear Him. Some translations say, listen to him. And so God is saying that, look, Jesus, I'm most well pleased with Jesus. Listen to him. He will teach you. He will show you how to live a life that pleases God. And if you don't believe this, let's turn to another scripture. John chapter 8, verse 29. John 8, 29 says this, And he who sent me is with me. The Father has not left me alone, for I always do those things that please Him. And Jesus is saying that I, I, the, the Father out of love sent me to this world. And I came to this world doing everything, not by my own desire, not by my own uh, uh, you know, initiative, but by following the Father, by listening to the Father. I only do that which pleases our Heavenly Father. And so everything that Jesus taught, everything that Jesus, how he lived, how he talked, how he acted, how he responded, all of it was done in a way to make God proud. And so if we obey the teachings of Jesus, guess what? God is also going to be well pleased with us. And so friends, do you know how you can put a smile on God's face? When you, when you listen to him, when you obey Him, when you trust Him, when you fear Him. Amen? And I got fourth point is this. God is proud of us when we love others. When we love others. Hebrews chapter 13 and 16 says this. But do not forget to do good. We're not saved by good works, but we are saved by God now so that we can do good works. Amen? So don't forget, Christians, we got to do good. So don't just show up to work. Do good at your work. Go to your office. Do good. Whether you work from home or work in person, do good and share. For with such sacrifices, is it a sacrifice to be good, courteous, polite, be the bigger person? Yeah. Is it painful? Yeah but with such sacrifices, God is well pleased. Let me give you this example. We don't need to be fathers here or mothers here to know that if in a hypothetical, imaginary situation, you have two kids. And the two kids, before this, they never got along. And then suddenly one day, they went to church. And then they went for ex-kids program. And they came back totally transformed and they start getting really along. They start playing really well together. In fact, the older one, instead of bullying the younger one, now is, is doing good and caring for the younger one. And the younger one is now no longer trying to poke the buttons of the older one, but also being a good follower. And then, on top of that, they come up to you. Mama, Papa, however you imagine your children to greet you. 
our birthdays are coming up. And you go like, mm, I know where this is going. I was here for the sermon, obedience. But then they say that, no, no, no. Mama, Papa, you misunderstand. <laughs> I know it sounds strange to have such, <laughs> you'd be like, Pastor, what kind of imagination do you have? Okay, just stick with me, stick with me. And then they say, our birthdays are coming up, but we're just so blessed to have you as our parents that instead of having two separate gifts, we just want to share. And instead of buying us two, we just want, instead of two parties, let's just have one party because I love my older sibling so much and the older sibling, and I love my younger sibling so much, we just want to share everything. And even though we are born on different days, but we want, to, we want to celebrate on the same day. We want to share the same gift. Uh, we, we, want to, we want to be each other's best friends. Now, I know some of you are thinking that's too good to be true. <laughs> but if that happened in the imaginary hypothetical situation where you are the parent, wouldn't you automatically go like, I'm so proud. I'm so proud. When my children are sharing, I'm so proud. When my children are getting along, I'm so proud. And, and this is what God is saying. When we love others, when we do good to others, not to Christians, but to other people who maybe don't share our belief, who may even ridicule us, but we still do good and we share. Not because when we have a lot, sharing means that I don't have a lot. If you have a lot, you can give. Share means that I hardly have enough for myself, but you know what? You can have some. It's a sacrificial type of giving and loving. And God is saying that when, when you guys do this, God is well pleased. H have you ever struggled to do the right thing before? But then you did it anyway? Let me encourage you. Maybe you didn't feel it at that moment. But Scripture says, at that moment, God is well pleased. H have you ever struggled to forgive? Even though it wasn't your fault? Have you been persecuted, victimized? Have you had people say lies about you? And instead of getting even, you just forgave? You died to yourself? Was it easy? No. You probably cried, God, I forgive. God, I let go. God, I surrender. I want you to know that every time that happens, God is proud. Amen? Turn to your neighbor and say, have you made God proud recently? Amen? Now, so, as a summary, if you begin to look at this and go like, hey, this sounds very familiar. Trust Him, fear Him, obey Him, love others. Hmm. It sounds like I've heard it somewhere else before. Trust Him, fear Him, obey Him, love others. Well, you're not too wrong. When Jesus summarized all the commandments, all the laws and the prophets, in Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 to 40, God said this, Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's just look into here for a while. Love God, love the Lord with all your heart. Do you know what the heart represents? The heart is where we trust. Right? When you trust, it's, it's a matter of the heart. I trust the person. I trust God's nature. I haven't seen it, so we don't trust with our eyes. We trust with our hearts. And God is saying that when you love Him with your heart, it means that you're trusting Him. When you love Him with all of your mind, it means that you fear Him. Because where do, do our worst fears reside? In our mind. Don't see your closet underneath your bed. In your mind. It's your mind that tells you, oh, there's something in the closet. Ah, oh, maybe there's something under the bed. That's why you've been sleeping on the floor for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's your mind. Your mind that goes like, oh man, if, if I don't get this job, oh, I'm finished. Who, who told you I'm finished? Did God tell you I'm finished? No. Your mind played this 
imaginary worst-case scenario. Where do all the worst-case scenarios live? In our mind. It's our mind that gives us sleepless nights. It's our mind that, that terrifies us. It's our mind that paralyzes us. And, and, and Jesus is saying that, love God with all your mind. Instead of letting your own thoughts rule and reign, fear Him. And when you, when you, when you begin to go like, how can I, what can, what can the storms of life do to me? When I serve the one who calms the storms. Oh, how, what, what can, what? you know, Jesus says, don't fear man who the worst they can do is kill you. Fear God who even after death has power over your soul. And so that's where we need to go like, God, all these fears of mine, you know what? I, I need to, you know, it, it's, it's like this. I was just talking to Pastor Cat the other day and I said that, you know, one of the keys to overcoming fear uh, is to be afraid of something worse. And, and God, I know, you're saying God is the worst? No, no, God is the best. <laughs> but, but because He's the ultimate, that's what I mean, the ultimate, you've got nothing else to be afraid of. Amen. A lot of us are afraid of failure. That's because you, you're not afraid of failing God. Ooh. A lot of us, we are more afraid of failure in life than failing God. But when you're more obsessed with not failing God, you will never fail in life. Does it make sense? When you're obsessed with making God proud, uh, you, you will never lose out in life. And so you, you got you to gotta let God sit at the rightful place of your mind. Amen. Fear Him. Amen. And then, you know, and, and with all your soul, your soul, your innermost part, that's where obedience is. Because God's not just looking for eye service, like E-Y-E-I, like, you know, I'm only doing good because people are seeing. That, that's fake obedience. That's obedience for popularity's sake. God is looking for, for integrity. God is looking for soul obedience. And say that, would you honour me even when no one's looking? Because our God is the one who looks at what is done in private and honours you publicly for it. And, and so God is saying that, hey, would you love me and honour me? Would you trust me? Would you fear me? Would you obey me? These are the ways to please God. These are the commandments of God. And of course, the second is, is just as important as the first one. You shall love your neighbour as yourself. Love others. Because when you, when you do good and share with others, God is most well pleased. So, are you, are you getting the big picture here? Is it possible for God to be proud of me? God's been telling you since the Old Testament, that's what I want to do. I mean, all of the Bible is to help you to live a God-pleasing life. It's so that it's not just about, oh, you getting blessed or getting into heaven or whatnot. It's so that you get God going like, wow, that's my kid. Oh, I'm so proud of that one. I'm so proud. Oh, wow. Honoring me. Oh, exempt around the corner. But man, he's, he's more afraid of, of me than the exempt. Wow. Oh, you're going to grow up to be so brave. You don't even realize it. That's what God is saying. When you begin to honour God and trust Him, God said, that, oh wow, you think you're losing out, but no, you're gaining because you just gained my confidence. You see, sometimes you go like, God, give me, give me, give me, give me. And, and, and when we pray certain prayers and we don't get the job, we don't get the healing, we don't get the breakthrough that we need, we don't get the answer at the right timing, we grow disillusioned to God. But God is saying, no, 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 trust me. Trust me even when it, it looks like a delay. Trust me, even when things don't play out the way you imagine. Trust me. And when you do that, God is saying that, wow, if you can trust me like that, I can trust you too. And, and, and God is not just interested to give to people. He's interested to give through people. And so if He says that, wow, you're trustworthy. You trust me? That just shows that you're trustworthy. I'm so proud of you. And I can't wait to use you for so much more than this. This job that you're giving up, this pay that you're giving up, is nothing compared to the so much more that I want to entrust into your hands. So friends, does God love you? Yes. And He wants that love to grow. He wants us to grow more in love with Him. He wants us to, to grow more intimate in our walk with Him to the point where we can hear His approval over our lives. Hear Him say, child, I'm so proud of you. I'm proud of the way you're trusting me. I'm proud of the way that you show me fear and honour. 
I'm proud of the way you obey me, even when no one is looking. Maybe that's a motivation for some of us. It's easy to obey when there are people around. It's hard to obey when nobody is looking. But look at all the lives of our Bible heroes. Look at Joseph, who go like, how can I sin when, when he was you know, being offered opportunities to, to sin. And the adulteress was saying that nobody would know. This will be a little secret. Shh. He said that, how can I sin against God? How can I sin? That's... And no wonder God used Joseph. And, right. and they always go like, wow, wouldn't it be amazing if... And God is saying that it's not if, it's when. Because when you obey me, you too can experience my pride and joy. When you love others, you too can experience God's pride and joy. Amen? I hope this blesses you. I hope this causes you to want to love God more. And, and, and more than anything, I, I pray that this can also help dispel the way you look at God. Because, let's face it, if, if me, uh, you know, or maybe you're more spiritual than me, but I'm just being honest, there are days where I go like, God, I think you're just tolerating me. And God said, no, I love you. I love you with rich, rich, rich love. And that's just the beginning. Why don't you walk closer? Why don't you walk more obedient? Why don't you walk trusting a little bit more? Why don't you walk loving others, being a little bit more generous? Because when you do that, I'm so pleased with you. And you become more like me. And I show you more of me. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. And uh, Lord, I thank you, Lord, that not only do you love us, you want us to grow in our love for you. You want us to grow in our love. You want us to, to, to live a God-pleasing life. A life where the ultimate reward is you, God, smiling. Smiling and nodding approvingly at our little acts of obedience and sacrifices. And that itself, friends, speaks of God's immense and generous love. Who are we that for every little thing that we do get right, God is so approving of it? That's the nature of God. He doesn't just love us. He doesn't just tolerate us. He cheers us on. He cheers us on. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.